Welcome back to Rabbit Ears Couch Potatoes. I've got with me today one of my good friends who actually, he and I have already been recording his podcast earlier today, so I am three wine coolers in and working on my fourth, so bear with me. But I've got my buddy, my neighbor, my North Carolina native with me, Gerald Morris from the Two Peas on a Podcast. Gerald, what up, brother? Ashley, my girl, what's up? Are we having fun yet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how long did you think it was gonna take me to use that i'm good how are you thanks for having me i'm so thrilled to be back god i feel like it's been forever since i came on and did seinfeld with it's paul been it's been a minute a hot minute because yeah. i think the last time you were on was for seinfeld yeah. which was like december of 2018 i want to say damn dude yeah something like that yeah you're probably right yeah it's been a hot minute yeah it was before your hiatus though and that was oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was i'm telling you what i'm I'm a girl who's really good at doing nothing, like really fucking good at it. Yeah. There have been during this like quarantine, I've had a few mental breakdown moments where I just like kind of start crying because like, you know, shit's uncertain. It gets heavy. Yeah. But for the most part, like I've done like a bunch of manicures. I've watched a lot of Housewives. Mm-hmm. I've been outside a bit. It's been I don't want to call it a vacation because obviously this is not a relaxing time entirely, no, but I'm trying but, to turn it into one. Well, that's what I was saying. We are talking about on my show, we recorded, you know, a little while ago, and we were talking about you were just making the best of it, the bright side. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. I wish I could have a break. I mean, I was just talking, I was just bitching to you about how my job is still open because I'm quote unquote essential. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm not essential, let's be honest. But Okay, so <laughs> I, I do want to point out that you and I both work in food service and that this series that we're talking about is centralized yeah. around mm-hmm. our, you know, work industry environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Industry. That's the word I wanted. Yeah. So I feel like you and I will have some appreciation for things that people outside of our industry might not really oh, absolutely, yeah. be able to laugh at. I agree. So, yeah, so, like, it's been a while since you've been on. Is there anything? I know you've got young kids and you've been working and, like, shit's crazy. Is there anything that you have enjoyed watching TV-wise or other that you want to give a shout-out to? Well, you know, you, your boy Dan over there always gets on me because I don't do enough TV. I, I do a lot of movies because I can do 90 minutes or two hours when my kids go to bed and just, that's it, you know, and it's over. I don't have to worry about it, you know, unless I'm watching a bunch of sequels, I guess, but... I mean, for me, I always go back to my comfort zone, which is like The Office, Parks and Rec. Like, I'm, I just watched an episode of The Office tonight for no, no reason. I just put it on. I mean, there's no reason not to watch The Office. <laughs> right, right. So those kind of shows. I mean, my wife and I just started season three of Ozark, and I'm looking forward to finishing that hopefully this weekend because I love that show. Uh, but other than that, and just kind of going back to the shows that I love, I mean, not really. I, I just haven't done enough TV in the last like year. Dude, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. So, in my house, I have tried myself personally twice to watch The Handmaid's Tale. Mm -hmm. Dan, I watched like three or four episodes on my own, and I was like, no, this is not really my speed. Like, I'm not in the right frame of mind to be watched. I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. So, then Dan said he wanted to watch it after everybody was like raving about it. We got 10 minutes into internal monologue. He was like, shut it off. I'm done. Yeah. So, the other night we got through, we decided to try it again. And got through the entire first episode and are actually kind of into it. So, like, that's next on my list of shit I haven't seen. It's interesting you say that because The Handmaid's Tale is a show that I love. And that is one that I've I I watched, you know, through all the episodes. And what's interesting about that is it really does kind of take off. Like, it, it, get, it takes, it's a slow burn, especially that first season. But then it really kind of gets going when, really when it gets beyond the book, to be honest, which is interesting. But it just kind of takes a, a different spin. Yeah, it's based on a Margaret Atwood novel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's beyond that now. It's way beyond that. The first season is based on her book. But now it's just kind of like they're doing their own thing, kind of like a Game of Thrones style. Okay. But I do love Handmaid's Tale, though, so I'm glad to hear that you're finally, you know, giving it a shot. There. We're trying. Yeah. I'm currently, so with quarantine happening and me not having a job and being home all the time, I'm watching a whole bunch of different shows kind of simultaneously. It depends on, like, what I'm in the mood for is what I'll turn on. So, like... Obviously, Real Housewives, Dan and I are working our way through New York (laughs) right now. I'm personally watching Potomac. Um, We watched Party Down for this episode, or I did. He said he caught a few episodes. I'm watching Game of Thrones. I'm watching Fringe. I'm watching 30 Rock and Handmaid's Tale. Wow. All at the same time. You're everywhere. 
I'm all over the fucking map, dude. Oh, and I'm also still watching 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. Nice. Nice. That's what that's the show I watch when it's the time hits 420 and that's what I turn on while I'm doing whatever deeds come along with that. I don't know, I'm incredible. When I smoke weed, that's what I watch. Okay. Well, that's so, fair, yeah. sure. Well, cuz I don't have to pay attention to it much and like the way that I do things is a little more than just like smoking a J. It's a little more involved. So like I just like to have a background noise show on. I get it. If that makes sense. No, I get it. That's it's a comfort zone. It's kind of like what I was talking about with the office. Like I just put on, you know, yeah. my son was in the shower and he was getting ready for bed, and I was like waiting on him to get done with his nightly routine. I just threw on an episode. I like was like, why am I doing this? And I just watched it. You know, it was the one with the job fair when they go to the job uh. fair at the high school. <laughs> but you know, I just threw it on. I don't know. There's never a bad time for The Office or Parks and Rec unless it's the later seasons of either show. Yeah, I'm okay with them. I, I, I dig the whole thing. I'm, I'm into the whole thing. But I get what you're saying. They're definitely inferior. Uh, you're right. But, I mean, I love Spader as Robert California. Like, I, I dig the whole thing, you know. So, But I get what you're saying. I stopped watching then. So, like, whenever I do... Because The Office was the first episode I ever did for Rabbit Ears, but it got lost in the interim in between oh, whatever really? seasons. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to go back to it eventually, and I will actually watch the whole thing because, like, I stopped it like season seven. I want to say. Yeah, I mean, all, there's good pieces to all of it, but I, I get, I get it though. I mean, you're right; it's definitely inferior once, really, once Steve Carell leaves. Yeah. Did you see right now? Um, John Krasinski's doing yeah, some YouTube show, or whatever, I called did. like the some good news. good news show or whatever like some good news yeah, yeah. and they had in his one of his episodes steve carell came on and they amazing. talked about like memorable moments it was amazing it was, i actually cried during that piece because they show the clip from when it was steve carell's last episode and mm. they were talking about how those were real tears when jim comes into and the they, office like, they and couldn't do it yeah so that oh. choked me up because you think it's acting or whatever and they're like, no, we were really fucking crying, <laughs> like we, you know. Yeah, because he's re they're really having to say goodbye to each other after all this time, and like right. their time in reality hasn't been as contentious as it has been for their characters. So it's just, you know, right, all the feels, right. And yeah, that got me too. But like, I could cry at the fucking drop of a hat these days. So you know, right. And it goes back around to what we're talking about tonight because John Krasinski was a waiter before he got the office. He was. They talked about that. <laughs> See what I'm trying yeah. to do there? A little segue for you. All right. So, well, let's go ahead and just kind of dive back into this show premiered in 2009. So, the other TV shows that premiered alongside it, Parks and Rec is one of them. Mm -hmm. What? what? Um, Community, another great fucking sitcom. Um, Vampire Diaries. I'm ashamed to say that I've watched a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Never saw it. And Oh, man. it. Think Twilight. But not as bad. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I saw the first Twilight. It's not I didn't good. see any of the other ones. People think that I'm going to like that because I'm like a Taylor Swift fan and stuff. I don't. Twilight didn't do anything for me, though. So I don't think I would like Vampire Diaries, right? Or no? No, you probably wouldn't. No, um, I'm a reality TV show junkie, but Jersey Shore was not my bag. I never watched it. Did you ever watch any Jersey Shore? I've seen episodes, but I mean... I don't know. I'm okay. I'm, I'm kind of, I know you love housewives, right? I don't have any knowledge mm. of housewives, but generally speaking, like I can watch like train wreck reality sh TV, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if, yeah, if yeah. that term makes sense, but I, I just never got into it. I don't know why the one, the only one that would probably fall in that under that umbrella that I kind of dug for like three or four years was Southern Charmed. The, I love Southern Charmed. Me too, Charmed. but I didn't, I haven't watched the recent years but I, oh, I watched like the first few seasons Gerald. and i was into it okay whenever you do your fucking top five reality shows all right we, we'll do it talk about some southern charm absolutely i love that i used to I love have that a lot show. of opinions all right i have a lot of um the other show that premiered this year which has a lot to do with the show we're reviewing is glee also starring <laughs> yeah, jane it does. lynch it, it... which i'm pretty sure the reason that she left partway through the first season of party down was because she got glee it was and a lot of people say you know i was doing a little reading up on party down when i when you invited me on to do this and a lot of people say that her going to glee and then eventually adam scott going to parks and rec is why they had to obviously cancel it because they lost really the two biggest quote-unquote names that they had at the time yeah. at the time so if Glee hadn't happened, then who knows how far Party Down could have gone? Because Jane Litch was a, a big name at the time, so. 
I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think Jane Lynch might be one of my favorite characters on the yeah. show. And that is, a, I, normally Jane Lynch irritates the shit out of me. But oh, she really? fucking, she was, yes. She was riding a fine line between ridiculousness and comedy, and it was hitting the mark every time for me on this show. Yeah, I really, you know, she doesn't bug me like you were saying with you, but I will say that I have never really been in quote-unquote impressed by anything that I've followed her in with the exception of Party Down. I do really like her on this show. Like, I I feel like she nailed this Constance character on, on that show. I know we'll get into it, but... But yeah. I, but I kind of agree with you. Like I'm I'm not really a fan of hers outside of Party Down, if that makes sense. No, like she for me is the worst part of role models. <laughs> and like I didn't even really like her on Glee, and I like Glee. Yeah, I didn't watch so, yeah. I didn't watch Glee, but you know, it's okay. You might have time coming up at some point. Yeah, I think we all. Um, do. the movies <laughs> from that year. I'm telling you what, there's a long fucking list of movies from 2009, and 85% of them are great. So the ones that I have okay. listed are. This is kind of all over the map, but I did too because we just recorded our top five Sandra Bullock movies mm-hmm. or Sandra Bullock, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Callback. I like it. Woo-woo. So the proposal and the blind side both came out this year. Oh, damn. They came is, out the I mean, same year. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay. I know. She's a freaking range, powerhouse. Range. Yeah. Uh, Bride Wars came out this year. Taken, which is mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. Um, another movie that's foreign that most people probably haven't heard of. It's uh, called Dead Snow. It's about Nazi zombies coming to life. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep, when you said that, I knew what you were talking about. Yep. And then one of my favorite animated movies of all time, Ponyo, came out this year. It's kind of that's like a, a, one, yeah. a retelling of The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I love that one. That's a so good one. Cute. I haven't seen that in a long time. I do like that. I need to show oh. it to my son. Actually, that's a good one. You should. That's I could watch that movie over and over again. I love it. Um, the music from that year. This song, whenever it comes on, actually, all of these songs, whenever they come on the radio, I have to sing and stay in the car for. So the first one is Gives You Hell by the All-American Rejects. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Hey, how do you wake up, Lady Gaga? How? Poker Face. Poker Face. That's the only dad joke I'm going to tell tonight, I think. I don't know. No promises. <laughs> Well, you are a dad, so it makes it okay. Right, right. Um, Heartless from Kanye West came out that year. All right. And then from My Girl and Your Girl, Miss Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me and Love Story. Oh, God. She's such a queen. Love Story is one of my top five freaking Taylor Swift songs. I love Love Story. Such a queen. And You Belong With Me. I mean, classics. I know. Classics. Yep. I have a Taylor Swift Pandora station that when I used to work and I would open the restaurant, I would like play that and I would walk around with my headphones in and just sing to the entire empty restaurant by myself. Nice. It made me so happy. Oh, that's awesome. I know. Yeah, that's nice. It's good times. Um, so other news that happened that year, ironic, well, not ironically, because I picked those songs because of this news. This was the year that Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift's VMA acceptance speech saying that Beyonce should have won that shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. One of my just the work. I mean, we, we talked about this on Netflix and Swill actually. Myself with with Caleb and Dan because we were reviewing her documentary that just came out. Yeah, and uh, just such a horrible moment. I mean, it was like just so awkward and like. I mean, even if you weren't a fan of hers, I mean, I'm sure even Beyonce was probably like, "Oh, dude, like, what? <laughs> Why are you a, doing just this?" You know, shows yeah. what a small person you are yeah. to do that, and how fucking selfish. Like, she is a teenage girl. You are a grown ass man, and you're gonna fucking take her moment from her like that. Right. Like, right? Fuck you, dude. It's horrible, and and not only the moment itself when it happened in '09, but I mean, just it's gonna forever be part of like her legacy which sucks because that had nothing to do with her really do you know what i mean so it stinks but yeah we talked we talked about that at length i don't know if you heard that but we talked i bitched about that for a while on the on your boy show over there but yeah kanye west is a fucking dick pickle Mm -hmm. that's all i'll say about it yeah Uh, other news that happened that year that was the year that Captain Chelsea B. Sully Sullenberger made a successful crash landing in the Hudson River. Yeah. 
And then I'm going to end on a fucking downer, but it was also uh, the year that Michael Jackson died, causing Twitter, Wikipedia, and AOL Instant Messenger to crash temporarily. And Google initially believed that the millions of search requests um, meant that their search engines were under DDoS attack, and they blocked searches related to Michael Jackson for 30 minutes. Wow, I didn't know that last part. Yeah. I remember, like, leg- like vividly where I was when I heard the news. It was fucking shocking. Yeah, it really was. I can't even believe that was 11 years ago. That's crazy. Well, I was going to say, like, when, when you listen to these types of things where you take a trip back and see what was happening, it's crazy when you're like, oh, my God, it was that long ago. You know? Yeah. The fucking Sully Hudson River landing was 11 years ago. Like, what has happened in my life? How did it go so fast? I know. It's nuts. I mean, hopefully we'll be thinking that this current, you know, coronavirus stuff will feel like forever ago. You know, I can't wait for this to be over. But it's, it's just crazy how, I, I mean... Michael Jackson passing away, for example, like I feel like that was maybe a year ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're it like, it feels like at most five years ago. Right, right. It's just crazy. It just yeah. Yeah. I can't believe like, but then I think about how much I've done in my life since where I was then, and like, yeah, okay, it's been eleven years. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Wow. All right. Getting so old. The mood is set. I know, right? They say the days are long and the years are short, <laughs> and then like I was going through like. With this whole quarantine, like everybody's going through old pictures and shit. So I was looking at pictures of like when I was in college and I thought like right now I was like, yeah, I look the same as I did. When I-. No, I do not. Yeah. Shit has changed. Like I don't have wrinkles, but my face is like everything is so different. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's crazy. It really is. You, I know. It makes you stop and think sometimes. I don't want to get too deep on rabbit ears, but it, I mean, it does make you stop and think. You're just like, Wow. Because that chunk of 11 years, so let's just think how quick that went right now. So 11 years from, from now, as we're sitting here, I would be 54 11 years from now. Or 56 11 years from now. And it's like... I'll be fucking 47. It's just crazy. And I'm going to look back and be like, 11 years ago, I went on it rabbit ears like- and I talked about party town. <laughs> fucking oh, hell. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm with you. But then think about how long these days in isolation feel sometimes. Like something that happened only five days ago feels like weeks ago. So it's just like time and space, especially when I fucking smoke my weed, has a really weird bendy property to it that like trips me out. (laughs) Right, right. I have a heart. Like the first couple days we were quarantined, I got stoned and I started watching I Am Legend and it really freaked me out that the zombie (laughs) apocalypse might be happening. And I was home alone. Uh, <laughs> <was a> fucking- <laughs> and I've seen where you live out there in the woods, too. So that's not good. I know. That's I not like, a I good plan. I have all glass along the one wall. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to get in. The zombies are going to get me. I told Dan. I've told him at least two times now, like, if it's a zombie apocalypse, I'm taking a gun from our landlord. I'm taking Anyang. We're going down to the creek. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill myself. I'm not living through a zombie apocalypse. He's like, no, you have to survive. You have to live with me. I'm like, no, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Anyang will bark. I'm not going to. She she has to die. I can't kill her and live with that knowledge. Like, I don't want to live in that kind of a stressful situation. So I'm just going to fucking You've kill really myself. Thought this and then, through. like, it is. <laughs> I don't want to. I can't. I'm not good under stress. Like, oh. I need to sleep in my comfortable bed. I need to watch my crap TV. I need my garbage food. I don't want to cook. Like, I'm. I can't. I, I'm with you. I, I don't honestly. To retort, I don't know what I would do during a zombie apocalypse because I'm such a horror. Well, fan. Well, you have kids. That's a different situation. I feel like so. I would kind of want to see it, you know. But I, yeah, I mean, every instinct is going to be to protect your children, you know. So that's yeah. probably what I would be doing. So. So like that's a totally different scenario. You have people you have to live for. Dan's a grown ass man. I can either kill him for him, or he can survive on his own. Like it's his choice. Right. I feel you. Sure. I've. He knows the stakes. Sure. He says I have to live, but he can't control me that well. Oh man. That took a dark turn. Wow. So party down. <laughs> party down. Yeah. It aired from 2009 to 2010. Twenty episodes on Stars. You know that movie channel that everybody subscribes to. Yeah. It's rated an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It is written, directed, and created by Rob Thomas, the same dude that did Veronica Mars, with, I guess, directing assistance by Fred Savage, Mm -hmm. and Paul Rudd co-wrote all 20 episodes. It is about a group of actors. Shut up. I'm doing the whole thing. Go ahead. It's about a group of actors that moved to L.A. to make it big. (laughs) It's from Letterkenny. (laughs) 
and then end up working as caterers, starring Adam Scott, Ken Marino, Ryan Hansen, Martin Starr, Lizzie Kaplan, Jane Lynch, and Megan L- Mullally. Mm-hmm. And co- and guest starring literally Every everybody fucking in the entire one. fucking world. Right, yeah. Everybody. So, Gerald, this is how I typically start out all of these episodes. What do you like about Party Down? Well, what I want to say real quick to anyone listening is what's... I think Ashley's doing something really important with this particular episode, and I'm so thankful that you asked me to come on for it because this is a criminally underseen series. Like, I'd never seen it before I watched it. Uh, this. this show is absolutely hilarious. It is well written. The characters have such a great development over a very short time span. I mean, this only ran, was it 20 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only 20 episodes with these guys. And and they're only 25-minute episodes, so it's not short, even like you yeah. get the full hour. Like, it is short. But I'm just telling you right now, like, if you have any uh, interest in really sitcoms, period, but, I mean, you know, Parks and Rec, Veronica Mars, The Office, the office like... I mean, any of those types of shows, like Cheers, even Arrested Development, even like even a little bit, yeah, Arrested Development, absolutely. But even like Cheers from the eighties, I mean, they were in a bar, you know. I mean, watch Party Down because people don't know it exists, and it has, you know, so many people in two thousand nine that went on to be giant stars, and they really start. I mean, you mentioned Paul Rudd. I mean. Paul Rudd was a creator on this show. It was one of his idea. It was he was part of the kind of the birth of this show, and he pro- yeah. he produced and wrote all. Uh, I think all the episodes, if not, uh, he co yeah he co wrote all twenty episodes. Yeah, I mean Paul Rudd. I mean he was in the pilot that you can't find. I don't know if you know that or not, or if you're going to mention that later. He's in the pilot, there was a pilot that was filmed that he oh, he played. The- no, 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 it wasn't one okay. that we saw, but it was filmed and he played Henry. He played Adam Scott character okay and he would have been excellent Henry, he, by the way and then he that bowed is such out a paul rudd fucking right. character oh my god but i mean i just want to say i mean you know you're asking for initial thoughts i mean i just want to tell people that might be listening right this second, like go see party like go watch it it's on hulu it's on stars if you have that i mean it is hilarious and like ashley said you can literally finish it in like two or three days i mean it's like you, you can be done with it so but yeah i mean it's it's funny and coming from the food service industry like you and I both are, it, it mm-hmm. brings an added kind of connection to it, you know? There's an added layer, the way that the characters interact with each other. And mm-hmm. like, there's a whole fucking thing of like subordinates and like not giving a fuck about your job and kind <laughs> right. of rebelling. But then there's some people that like kind of really get into their job and like want to do it well. Like Constance, she's one that's always like a team player, like very go get them. Right. But she's so simple, and her delivery is so fucking funny. Like, I agree. I don't know. I feel like I've worked with a lot of these different characters. Oh, they embody a lot of people I've actually worked with. Yeah, no question. I was going to actually say that as well, is that I, I've seen bits and pieces of all these characters and people that I've worked with throughout my restaurant life. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is a catering team that, I mean, Adam Scott is awesome in this and he is you know what we know him as on parks and rec which is really what rose him to fame and then he had different movie roles where he kind of but he always kind of plays the same kind of like down-to-earth dude you know what i mean very dry very sarcastic yeah but i mean yeah i agree with you it's like i know all of these people in my restaurant life do you know what i mean like i've worked with all these people in one way or another all these different personalities i've been some of these people (laughs) oh interesting which ones (laughs) like if i were to say i was i would be a combo this is a really weird combo of henry roman and constance okay i was gonna say all right i was gonna say don't say casey because of what's coming up later casey (laughs) i will talk about yeah, yeah i have so, okay, so this is funny. I post, I don't know if you saw it on my story on Facebook yesterday, but yesterday I was doing like a dermaplating and I accidentally shaved off half of my eyebrow and I felt very Kyle in that moment because he it. like purposely shaved off one of his eyebrows for a roll. <laughs> and it goes into the next episode where he still has no eyebrow. Right. I was like, well, that's perfect timing. I have 
half of an eyebrow missing right in time to record party down yeah so i guess i'm a little kyle you're like too. you're like meta you're meta recording you know i know <laughs> i fucking i did so i was bored today and i put on makeup to go to the grocery store and i was like doing my eyebrow liner and like legit there's nothing for the other half and so like i took a picture of it half filled with like the nothing it's it's so embarrassingly bad <laughs> but fortunately i'm under quarantine so nobody yeah nobody sees yeah it's fine um who would you say are some of your favorite characters on this show oh god since we're talking about characters oh god uh i mean i love them all i gotta be honest but i mean if i had to pick a couple you know i mean adam scott as just like this underachiever who's kind of like uh, kind of takes on this kind of like washed up has been role but he's still so young in his career so it seems it seems like he's kind of given up way too early do you know what i mean Right. But he's so monotone and he's the same character that we know from all the other stuff he's been in, like I mentioned before. So I love him on this show. Uh, I, it, w- it would probably be Henry, which is portrayed by Adam Scott, or I would say Kyle, portrayed by Ryan Hansen. I mean, I love Kyle too, just kind of like this, you know, really sexy actor who thinks he's hot shit, but he's really bottom of the barrel kind of trying to make it just like everybody else he's got his band karma rocket which is hilarious that he's the front man for this like surf rock band or whatever so i would say and he hits on like every girl everybody and, they, and gets most of them i mean he gets most of gets them most, yeah. yeah but i would say henry and and kyle are probably my my two favorites i would say i mean i love all of them so much though there are characters in this show that annoy me but only because if like I would be annoyed working with them because I put myself kind of in that position. <laughs> right. But as characters, I really like the dynamic of Roman and Kyle oh, together. God, me too. You've got like the the overly intellectual, like nerdy guy and the like ditzy, attractive guy kind of going against each other and always being kind of at odds. Right. I really liked the recurring characters of oh, uh, J.K. Simmons' yeah. character and Kristen Bell's character. Oh, absolutely. Made me laugh every time they were on fucking screen. And like I said, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch has never made me laugh as much as she did on the show. Yeah. Like same she here. she's like like she's if I had to characterize her, it's like a golden retriever. Like she's just so happy and up for everything and just kind of like blindly optimistic about anything she's attacking. Yeah, I mean the la- the last the finale, what ended up being the finale oh of the show, God. which is her wedding. I mean, that was her, like, spotlight moment, which was ironic because she wasn't even part of the cast at that point. Uh, no, but she, she'd been gone for, like, 12 episodes. But it was, like, Const- it was like Constance's wedding or whatever, and they all come back to kind of celebrate her. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, we already talked about that, but, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jane Lynch's, but I love her as Constance. She's perfect. She actually did a really good because there's times in the show where like the caterers go off and like go get stoned she played high really fucking well like i actually (laughs) thought she was high when she was getting stoned with those guys in the bathroom and like for so many times when she's on screen like her little running gag or her bit will be she's talking about like all these different like famous interactions she's had like she almost got the role for cannonball too but then she got hit by a car and like right right russians and her talk she's like yeah i met this guy and we did this like she's just Right. She's got so many stories that are just terrible, but everybody's so enthralled, and she just thinks they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. And she tells them with this kind of like gusto that really kind of sucks you in. Yeah, I didn't know we were mentioning recurring characters, but if so, then then J.K. Simmons is fucking no no question like the best part of this show. I mean, just this like Hollywood producer, just asshole who like literally has no filter. And just it just comes into every scenario, guns blazing, profanity, doesn't care who's around. I remember in the I remember in the one episode, I don't know verbatim, but you know, he's talking to Henry and he comes into this party or the fundraiser or whatever, and he comes into the fundraiser and his wife, who's played by Joey Lauren Adams, by the way, who's also a really cool recurring character. But she's like uh, you know, talking about his donation for the silent auction. And he's like, why didn't so-and-so do it? And she's like, he's in Idaho. <laughs> and he's like, what the <laughs> fuck do you do in Idaho in the summer? Like, wait for the rapture? Like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> it's just like, you know, he doesn't care about who he offends or whatever. But he's awesome on this show. He's in, like, two or three episodes. He's just hilarious. He, so he first shows up in season one, episode six. For me, the first 
few episodes. So I started watching this. I want to say I watched two episodes like in early March or late February. And that's when you and I, we were going to do Dexter for this episode, but we switched to party down because I mentioned that I was watching mm-hmm. it. So I started watching it. Then I watched two episodes. I couldn't really get into it. I started watching the third episode after we'd been quarantined for two weeks and it kind of hit a different note after kind of like being out of work and having a way more pessimistic outlook on things. Like it started hitting more and then I got stoned before the sixth episode and motherfucker, this shit got funny. Yeah. Yeah. It really, I was, I was commenting to you the other night too and I wasn't, you know, saying it in like a derogatory way about the show in general, but it was a shame that it ended when it did because I felt like, the writing was growing so much like week after week. And it was like just so much more like kind of complex around the characters. Like even like, you know, even like Henry and Casey's relationship, you could tell that that was being written more like, you, you know, deliberately kind of like it into had the more story. substance to it yeah. rather than it just being like coincidental or like convenient. Right. It had more layers to it and you could kind of like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I agree. Had more depth to I it. I agree, yeah. I feel like this show really, for me, season two took off. Like mm-hmm. it, it built up momentum. Season two started off. I really liked the premiere of that season, and then it just kind of built on that. And by the time the finale happened, and you bring back Constance, and like you've got all of oh, these yeah, fun little, you know, inside jokes or like little things that have built up, and then it just really, like, I really, I didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want you to know how I felt about the show, but I really would have liked to have seen a season three from this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, no. I mean, I understand what we had to lose to gain, you know, like Glee and Parks and Rec. Like, I get it, but and that's kind of what I was saying when I was chatting with you online. Is like, it, it felt like it was getting to like such a great spot from like a writing perspective, and then it just it was ended. really finding its groove. <laughs> right, right. So it was a shame in that way. One of my favorite episodes is like the second or third to last episode where they have the picnic, the company picnic. That is one of my favorite uh, ones. Love that. I fucking love the company picnic so much. So good, dude. So good. And you have a lot of those side characters like Kristen Bell's in there. And like, uh, what was the kid that was in Happy Endings that was, um, he was, the I don't know the actor's name, but he was the one that was like her rival for all the competitions. And he was on, um, what's the fantasy football show on FX? He was in the league. Is it Andy Burkholtz? Uh, maybe. Hold on. I'll have to look it up. But he was like her. He was like battling Casey for all the prizes for all the competitions. Oh, oh, I know who you're but talking about. But he's on that episode. Yeah, that guy that was on. I forget his fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the funky teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's funny in that episode. That I just love that. Ep- that's one of my favorites, man. Because they're like, because they're like out of character, you know, because you see him as the party down crew, like the whole show. So they're always in the like. But to see them in their downtime right, or whatever. Exactly. Yes. My favorite it. part of that episode was when fucking Kyle and Roman challenged the two Valhalla guys to like <laughs> a waiter off. And they're like, OK, you have to do all this stuff. And they're like, fuck yeah, let's make it interesting. And they only have like nine dollars on them. <laughs> right. Right. It's just. Right. Oh, it's the best. That part I was laughing so hard and like they just take their jobs like they are the worst fucking waiters in the world but they like will not be talked down to or put down by this infinitely better fucking catering staff but it's just it's i don't know i feel like my wait staff at my restaurant is very much like ragtag and like but we do a good job and we're a family and if you know i might like have a problem with this person but if you fucking talk shit to them we're gonna you know, bow up. At right. You. No, I get it. And that's, that's kind of to your point, what happened there too, because obviously Roman and Kyle, it was weird because they were like adversaries, but they had each other's back at the same time. So, yeah. you know, it was like a silent really kind of thing. Right. Just like, no, like only I can tell him he's a piece of shit. You can't tell him that. Right. What are some of your other episodes that stand out to you? I mean, the, the two that jump out to me right away are Constance's wedding and the picnic. Those are the two that I love. And then the other one that just like comes to mind immediately is the one with the orgy when they have, <laughs> when they, <laughs> when they work the orgy party, uh, it's fucking Roman in that episode is fucking oh unbelievable. Uh, first of all, that an orgy would hire a catering team is fucking hilarious. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously got a lot of kind of weird, you know, scenarios that are presented to these characters. 
And then Casey's battling with all the kind of like feminism part of it. Cause they have like the topless, like Tapper girls there and shit. And like, but that, those three, yeah. those three episodes kind of like jump out to me, like off the top of my head. And then I also, I know you're, you might mention some of these, so I don't want to take all of them, but I also love the one where, um, Steve Gutenberg guest hosts and he has them over to his house for his party or whatever. That episode made my heart so happy. Yeah. Like that was a feel good episode. Yeah. Most of these episodes are kind of like, I don't know, like the underdogs kind of like getting shit on, but like they still persevere or like they still have to. But like this one was like a feel good episode. I really like that one. Right. And Steve Gutenberg, what a hell of a nice guy he seems like, right? Yeah, and it had McLovin in it. Remember, he was like his writing partner. Yeah, yeah that was a good episode. Fucking, fucking Megan Mullally. Lydia keeps calling him Ted Danson the whole time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to the bitter end and he like never corrects her you know <laughs> he just lets it go because he's such a fucking nice guy yeah. now i really like that one um the other ones i had were jk simmons appearance with the taylor stiltskin sweet 16 oh, yeah. and he's just like that's the first one with kevin or with uh jk simmons and he's just like legitimately the worst fucking person you could imagine but then you've got ron accidentally getting high with kevin hart when he's a rapper and he's like oh, not really yeah. realizing he's high yeah. and fucking brecken myers in there and joey lauren adams like that one is where granted i had smoked up so like things were a little bit funnier but i felt like i was starting to get it more and i actually i watched the series all the way through and then i watched the first two episodes again after having watched everything to see if they had a different feel but then i watched a few episodes tonight so i was just watching this one tonight and i was laughing so much yeah yeah it does it does take off you know what that episode six might actually be when it takes off you might be right actually because i can remember like jk simmons was just like some type of like breath of life into what was happening you know what i mean like his he just knocked it up his comedy delivery well, period, but especially in that episode was just hilarious. So you might be right. I mean, I love the whole show, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think that was when it really kind of just like took off. You know what I mean? It was like floating the rest of the time. I feel like, and I compare this to Arrested Development, the first three seasons, in the sense that this show, for me, gets better the more you watch oh, it. There's yeah. so much happening. There's so many little things, little throwaway jokes that like, you will miss them if you're not paying attention. Like, I have a bad tendency of when if I'm watching something, I'll get on my phone and start scrolling social media. And before I realize it, I haven't been paying attention and I've missed stuff. So, like, if you actually pay attention and are listening to everything, like, there's a lot of really great stuff that's just, like, a mile a minute laughs. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, the there was one episode, I think it's... Um, it's called Celebrate Ricky Sargulesh. It's when they're doing the whole Russian mob like catering thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that one got me because legitimately everybody in this fucking Russian crime syndicate recognizes all of these fucking D-list actors that are catering their game. Like, oh, I know you from this. Like, oh, I was such a big fan. Like, uh, Constance was like the star. Constance was. Yeah. Everybody was like gathering around to listen to her tales and like, are we having fun yet? He had to do that like 50 <laughs> times that night. Somebody knew Casey from some fucking garbage comedy movie she had done. Like, yeah. Legitimately, they're all getting fucking recognized. And then Ron's the only one that's working because they're all getting like recognized for their acting. Right. So he's the only one doing any work around the whole place. And he's just so frustrated, but like can't be a dick in front of the customers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a good one. I'd forgotten about that one. But yeah, that's funny because it was like they were having their moment, you know? They're finally like, yeah, they're yeah. getting their moment. They have the fans. Just- yeah, they have fans. Yeah. And then the other one that made me like the. The season two premiere, like I said, it really just hit the ground running for me. I liked the whole, um, that dude from Westworld, I don't know his name, but he was Jackal Onassis and he just wanted to be a regular guy for a day. So him bartending and just like, oh man, it's great. Yeah. She called me out. She said it was full of bullshit. This is real deal. You're talking about, you're you're talking about Jimmy Simpson and, and I love him on Always Sunny in Philadelphia too, which I know you don't watch, but he plays a really creepy, (laughs) there's like this underlying like story where him and his brother is almost like an incestuous like trailer park like relationship and they're really creepy and they're like recurring characters on always sunny so that's where i know him See, i from. only know him i know him only from dramatic roles because he was in a show on netflix called happen leonard and he plays like 
the biggest villain on that. So to see him flex some comedy chops was really mm-hmm. unexpected and kind of refreshing. Like I really, and then Martin Starr is basically put in a position where he could have all the fucking pussy he wants, but he's still himself and cannot get laid to save his life. Right. And of course when he does, it's Ron's fucking girlfriend. Like why wouldn't it be? Right. <sighs> fucking Ron can't catch a break to save his life. Mm-mm. Henry's in charge and trying to like have responsibility and be you know, an authoritative figure. And obviously it's not his niche. So he's just failing at that. You got the whole awkwardness with Casey. You've got Megan Mullally coming in as like this oversharing mom type. That's just so, I don't know, over the top friendly, but awkward as fuck. Yeah. And she's always trying to get with the dude that has money. Do you notice that too? Yeah. yeah. She's always like latching on to whoever the eligible bachelor is, you know? She needs to get laid so bad. What did you think of, since you were just mentioning it, what did you think of the turn kind of abruptly from where it went from Ron being the boss to Henry being the boss? I mean, were you cool with that? I actually liked it because Ron, for me, like, I find humor in his character. But for me, when I thought about characters that annoyed me, I thought about who would be annoying for me to work with. And Ron is a character to work with. I would have to knock his fucking block off. Right. He was just like when he made up the whole RDD system, Ron Deuce, Ron, <laughs> was it the Deuce and the Don'ts, yeah. but they both had the same fucking letters. I was like, this motherfucker would get clocked. Right. There's no way. <laughs> right. But I liked seeing him. It, I think the show needed that change in, I guess, responsibilities and roles because it was feeling kind of stagnant. Yeah. Because Ron was like that whole. That he'd know, already like, played that can't part. Can't do anything right, right. now. Yes. And, and, so we needed to see him down and out and kind of work his way back and up. And Henry also kind of has more of an authoritative, like, you know, sensibility to him, too. He's obviously a lot fucking smarter. Right. In some regards than Ron. And so he, it was nice to see. And, but then, like, he's, I feel like I understand his position. Like, I went into a management role in restaurants and I fucking hated it. And so taking a step back, like, being a server instead of a manager, like, I feel a lot less stressed. So, like, Amen. I relate to Henry. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck restaurant management, dude. I'm not. Yeah. Nope. Amen, sister. Never again. Amen. <laughs> Hard pass. I said that uh, 25 years ago, and here I am. <laughs> but uh, you're right. Here though. we are. You're right, though. In an industry that might be collapsing. Mm, yay. Party down, yay. guys. <laughs> are we having fun yet? <laughs> too good man i love how awkward he is when he says it too you could tell he's, he's like always so awkward yeah are we having fun, fun yet, yet? <laughs> he just and he hates being oh, recognized man. so much like it's just obviously the worst part of his fucking day right right what about the one when um they're at the funeral and the the black guy had sex with the, <laughs> the mistress. And then goes. the fucking Asian lady shows up <laughs> at the end. I was like, this dude was getting so m-. And then his wife was like, cool with it. Like, yeah. there's a lot of episodes that set up a huge fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. And like, it starts to like weave this tangled web at the beginning. By the end, it's so intricate. And they just like end it with, we're all fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just hilarious. There's a couple episodes that are like that. Like the. Um, what was it? Fuck. I have it written. Hold on. In my, I have episode notes and then I have like show notes. What's the one I have for the huge clusterfuck at the end? Do, 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 do. Oh, it was, oh, community theater opening night. That oh, one, one. That was the one where like Ron and Lydia had that awkward interaction where he thought that she was staring at his butt and then he kept being like super fucking creepy with her and she didn't know how to take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That one was, yeah. That was a good one. They do a lot of, like, layering of stuff, but, like, yeah. And I like, um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Ken Marino, who plays Ron, directed the last episode. I thought that was cool. Constance's Wedding, he was the director for that one. It it had heartfelt to it, or heart feel. Yeah, and Fred Savage directed a bunch. You mentioned that already, though, right? Yeah, he did, like, nine episodes. Yeah, yeah. What are some characters that annoyed you on the show? Well, that's tough, because I... (laughs) Of all of them so much. Um, I would say, I mean, probably Ron. Just, I mean, I love him. Like, he's hilarious. But kind of like what you said, kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Because I felt like if I worked with Ron, I would be like, dude, I hate you. Like, you know how you have people that you, you know, you don't dislike them, but you just try to avoid them at work? I feel like, I feel like that would be somebody 
that Ron would be for me. Like he's just kind of an annoying character that you want to kind of go away, but he all, but as a viewer of the show, he cracks you up. Do you know what I mean? I have a coworker who will never listen to this, so I feel confident in talking about it. his name is Eric. I worked at the diner that I'm well that I was working at before this happened. I worked there when I was in high school, so like almost 20 years ago and he trained me then. He is such a fucking Ron. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like, he drives all of us fucking crazy, but he's a good guy. Like, you can't get mad at him. Like, he fosters kids and, like, does all this great stuff, but, like, he also fucking irks the shit out of you. Like, he wants to micromanage everything. I just... So, yes. Ron. Casey also annoys me because she... I would hate working with her. She does not have any fucking professionalism. Mm -hmm. She's a slacker. She would pass off everything on to you. Like, I don't like Casey as a coworker. Mm, yeah. She's fine, I guess, as a character. She's also a really selfish fucking bitch as a character, though. <laughs> Let's just talk about that. She That's fucking fair. gets her fucking cruise ship thing and leaves Henry and then comes back. He's with Uda and she starts, like, flirting with him and kissing on him while he's in a relationship. Like, she's just... She's a very selfish person. Right. No, I could see that. I could see that. I do like her a lot though on the show, like the Casey character. I like Lizzie Kaplan a lot too though. So I wonder if maybe I, I wonder if maybe that's why. But uh No, I I like all the characters and I enjoy all of them and I get all of their parts in this. So like the way that I had to find annoyingness was like who would I want right. to schedule on shift with me? Right. And who would I not? Right. No, I get it. I also don't want to work with Jennifer Coolidge. That no, bitch fucking annoyed the shit yeah, out of me. she did annoy me. You're right, but she was only in a couple episodes. But yes, you're right. She did annoy the shit out of me on the show too. The only thing that was funny for me was that she was like, "Yeah, I ran over the girl that I was in contention for a cannonball two part with." And like, didn't Constance get hit by somebody? Like that was, <laughs> right. and then like the two of them were roommates, but she hit her with her car. Like that's funny ish. But Jennifer Coolidge fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. I don't like her. Still for his mom though. I mean, I guess to somebody she's a MILF. I don't know. Oh, man. No, yeah, she did annoy me now that you mentioned her as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, So this show, kind of like Arrested Development, has some running gags and some things that like are mentioned throughout. Like, for one, like the stingers at the end of every episode were really enjoyable for me. Like... I would never hit the next episode because I knew. Right. They were yeah. Yeah. I would make that mistake where I would be like, oh, wait a second. They're going to show something else. Yeah. You got to you got to stay watching for the first like minute of the credits so you can catch those. Those those were really cool. Those are good. Um, The rivalry between them and Valhalla catering was always pretty funny. Mm -hmm. uh, Roman being smarter than everybody and always mentioning that he's into hard sci fi. <laughs> that shit cracked me up. Yeah. And then, obviously, are we having fun yet? Are we having fun yet? Yeah. You can't go wrong. No. What do you not like about the show, if anything? Uh, I mean, I loved it. I, you know, I don't like that it ended so abruptly. To me, uh, I mean, for me, it felt like it ended abruptly because it was just really at the meat of it, where it was really getting good. Um, when did you watch this? Did you watch this when it was airing, or did you pick up on it later? You know what? You life? know what? I did watch it shortly after it aired but i didn't have stars so i want to say i watched it maybe a couple years after it had come out initially okay. um i don't remember through what method and then i didn't and then i showed it to my wife so i watched it again with her because she was she was in you know server life too so she got a kick out of it and then i just rewatched it literally again for you like so there's like a seven year gap from when i'd seen it initially until when i saw it for this uh i mean you know, aside from it just kind of ending me being unfulfilled by the ending, I would say not really because I really enjoyed it. Like having that background in food service really helped me connect to it. But it, mm -hmm. but it's a it's a very anybody that loves like kind of a pointless sitcom, you know, where there's not like a driven narrative and like a goal that you're really trying to get to. You're just following characters that are likable or interesting you will like party down i mean of course it's not for younger audiences because of profanity no, profanity and shit like there's that, a lot of titties a in lot this of show. titties yeah you told me you were watching this show while you were putting your son to sleep every night and i found that hilarious well was, he's a baby i mean you know he's not going to be you know paying attention to what's going on on my phone but yes i was doing 
Cats <laughs> so I could watch all the episodes before we record it. I was watching him on my phone while he's, you know, passing out of my lap. So <laughs> Parent of the year over yeah. here. Showing your showing your six year old Titanic. Oh, man. I'm and killing then showing it. your baby party down. I'm killing it. Yeah. You're going to have some fucking... I want to meet your kids in 10, 12 years. <laughs> You'll be like, I know exactly why this is happening. <laughs> I know why you're so fucked I know up. where this came right? from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is there anything that you would change about the show? Uh, make it longer. Or do differently. Mm. Uh, the only thing I have is give it a third season. Like, yeah, me I too. I mean, make it longer. I mean, I... Uh, I guess it would have been cool to, because you really only had those like central like four or five characters, and that was really it. So I guess it would have been cool to like show scenes that were like in their non-party down life. So you know, if they had like the driven narrative of the show, but like there was a couple quick scenes of showing like you know Henry and Casey at their apartment, or like. Uh, you know, maybe showing Kyle going to an audition or like, you know, like little shit like outside of the party down catering gigs would have maybe been cool. So the way that I think about that and I'm just only thinking about it while you're talking is it's kind of like when you show up for a shift at work, like I don't hang out with my coworkers outside of work. So we only know each other during the shift. And it kind of felt like that, like when you show up for a shift and you kind of like everybody at work like you have your work friends and like your best friends mm -hmm. until they get a job somewhere else and then you never see them again mm -hmm. it felt kind of like just showing up for a shift and getting caught up with everybody and then like you go home and you live your own life and that's totally separate. and i agree with that and i and that's why I it like works that. i mean i do like it that's why it works i'm just saying like to have an added element of something i would change because to add some depth because you yeah. do i mean it does intrigue you like i mean i work with people now you know for example that i love but i only know at work but it does intrigue you to be like, I wonder what this person's like when they're sitting at home, like doing what, you know, I don't know. It just, you might think about it for a split second, but I, when you're watching a show like this, maybe it would be, that's why I love, I mentioned the company picnic episode. You know, that's why I love that episode yes. because that was like that, where you got a whole episode where it was kind of like them still in their kind of element, but they were not at work. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but I mean, I mean, all in all, I mean, I love the show. I mean, there's there. I wouldn't take anything. I just wish it had been at least one or two seasons longer, personally. I feel like this is a show where it will get better for me on rewatching. Mm -hmm, sure. Like, I liked it, but I could see we're watching it more and, like, picking up on little throwaway lines or little layers or little small things that I've missed make it funnier. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the performances are really good. Like, everybody... Does a really good job with their characters. Like I, I had a hard time at first because everybody is such a big name now, separating them as an actor from their character. Mm -hmm. But now I'm kind of like starting to get into the world, and it's like it's gelling more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I feel that. All right, before we do Mary Bang Kill, is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned? Not really. You nailed it. I mean, you know, like I said at the top of our of our discussion about it. I mean, I just hope people seek it out. I mean, it's on Hulu, it's on stars. If you have any kind of sitcom affinity, you'll, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's brilliantly written a lot of faces and names that you'll recognize, you know, Megan Mullally, a lot, of nudity. I mean, a lot of nudity, a lot of boobs, which is good for anybody that likes boobs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great show. It's, it's funny. It's witty. It just wasn't long enough. I mean, we've talked about everything that I personally would have hit on. I mean, you talked about the recurring stars, which are awesome. They're so good. I mean, we didn't talk about Ken Jong, but he's in there. He's like the CEO of Party Down. He's really cool. Joey Lauren Adams plays J.K. Simmons' wife. She's hilarious in it. Uh, yeah, check it out. Okay, so I just want to run quick check it out, guys. through some of the guest stars for you guys. So outside of the main ones... You've got Kristen Bell, J.K. Simmons, Joey Lauren Adams, Ken Jong, June Diane Raphael. She comes in, in the last two episodes mm -hmm. as Ron's love interest. I've seen her in so many of my favorite shows. She's on Grace and Frankie. She's on New Girl. She's on a lot of stuff. And like, if you see her, you'll recognize her. Mm -hmm. I adore her. Mm -hmm. Ed Begley Jr., freaking Rick Fox, Joe Latrulio from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What up? Mm -hmm. Steven Weber, who you might not recognize the name, but like you've seen him in everything. Steve Gutenberg, freaking Paul Shear, Rob Corddry, 
Mary Lou Henner, like the George Takei, the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Christopher Mintz Platts, legitimately a million people have been Josh Gad, Brecken Meyer. I, I'm still scrolling. Patrick Duffy. Oh, Patrick fucking Duffy's guest yeah, star. Yeah, that was hilarious. He just like <laughs> showed up in the last episode for like 30 seconds. <laughs> George Takei from Star Trek is in there. Yeah. yeah that was good. Freaking Kevin Hart, literally a million people. Yeah. Oh, that guy you were talking about, his name is Nat Faxon with the jacked up teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's Stormy Daniels is in an episode. She is. She's in the she's in the porn convention episode. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> Anywho, all right, Gerald, it is time to play Mary, Bang, Kill. All right. So, you can answer in whatever order you want to. You can either give all three of yours, or we can go back and forth. The choice is yours. Oh, uh, well, I didn't know you were going to do that little thing. Um, uh, or do you want to pass to me first? I also, don't, so you can think. I also don't know the answer. But, yeah, you go f- Well, yeah, you go first. I don't think you'll be mine. But we had crossover on my show earlier, so who knows? I know. Do you do you need a minute to think about yours and I can edit this time thinking? No, out? I think I no, I think I have a pretty good idea. Okay. But you go first. Okay. Do you want me to give all three of mine or yeah. do you want to volley back? No, and you forth? do all okay. three of yours and I'll give you my three. All right. So I'm going to kill Ron because I would hate working mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Not because he's a bad character, but just because I don't want to be on shift with this jabroni. Mm-hmm. I would bang Rick Fox because who wouldn't? Wow, okay. And then I'm going to marry Steve Gutenberg because he seems like a fucking angel. Wow. I love in the episode when they're like acting out Roman's screenplay and they're like they're doing a half-assed job. But then at the end when they actually try acting, they're like getting into it and like everybody's transported. Like that made my heart swell up. It made me so happy to see them like acting. Yeah. Acting and I life. really hope he's like that in real life too because that was so like I felt like he was right. If he's a dick, then he still gets all the goodwill from that episode. Everyone, everyone will think he's nice from watching that. All right. If they watch it. All right. Well, I we did cross over on kill. I'm going to kill Ron because he's just annoying. I mean, now as a viewer of the show, it's different because he obviously brings an element of entertainment. But, like, if I worked in this catering company, I would absolutely, like, Ron, fucking leave me alone. Like, I hope you die in a car accident tonight. I would light his ass up. Right. There's no way. So, Ron would be my kill. Uh, My bang would be Casey. I mean, Lizzie Kaplan is hot, guys. I mean, she's hot, right? I mean, you know, True Blood, even on Mean Girls. She's on True Blood? Yeah, she was in True Blood naked. (laughs) Okay, I saw her on Masters of Sex, and she was naked and having a lot of sex in that show. So, like, I've seen her naked. She uh, is. She was a bit part. Fly. She was a bit part in True Blood. She was only. Okay. She's only in one season, but she was like the love interest of uh, the brother, uh, Jason Stackhouse, for like okay. a few episodes. That's another show that I haven't really seen that is popular. Yeah, but I love her, and I think she's hot. So that's my bang. No, she's hot. And then my Mary would be Uda because <laughs> a, I mean okay let's, let's figure this out so we're talking are you into that so we're talking about a lifetime together right so I mean first of all it's, it's Kristen Bell so that if you guys know what Kristen Bell looks like that's what she looks like and I mean she would bring structure to my life right I mean like she's very like right I mean she, I don't uh, know if I could live like that and dude. we I need you know need a little more chill. we could build a snowman or like whatever you know what I mean so that, that's it that's that's my okay I feel like you like to be dominated now. No, not necessarily. Just I feel if you like bring, that's what that says. Not necessarily, but if you bring a clipboard with you, it's not frowned upon, so that's okay. Well, all right then, <laughs> sir. I feel like every time we record a podcast, I get to know you a little bit better, and I don't know if that's good For the or bad. worst, yeah, for the bad, yeah. <laughs> it could go either yeah, fucking you'll way. You'll probably never talk to me again after this, so that's cool. No, that's not true. I fucking love you. <laughs> I love you too, huh? And you're my neighbor, kind of. Yes. I don't think that... Well, so Wes has kind of fallen out of yeah. touch with everybody. I know. I mean, he's got a youngster, but... like, you're, but... you're the... I mean, yeah, you guys had babies at the same time, and this is his first one, so, like, he, he's got his plate full. So, like, you're my... I mean, Dan, I guess, counts because he lives with me. Mm-hmm. But you're my closest, like, local podcaster. Yeah, we're here. You know, I was fucking scared to death when I came to visit you guys, though. I got to be honest. I, may, I was scared and to death when I, I came to look at the property. I told my wife, I'm like, I don't know if I can, I'm going to have to have them here because uh, I don't know if I can do it, you know? 
but it's like living with Hank from Breaking Bad. I would do it for y'all, I guess, but I don't know. I would just have to make sure I kiss my kids before I come over. So here's the thing: if this turns into the zombie apocalypse, I've got a fucking ex-marine upstairs with like infinite guns and firepower on four acres with like cameras and booby traps everywhere. So I feel good in that regard. Yeah, yeah, you're in a good spot. I, I am like, but I also like. If I'm going to kill myself because it's the zombie apocalypse, he has a 20 cent bullet that he said I could use because I told him <laughs> about that. He's like, yeah, just go down by the creek. Tell your boyfriend to come down. The coyotes will come get you. I'm like, cool. But I mean, I will say driving down that driveway at like 10 o'clock at night or whatever it was when I came it's to see no you guys, joke, I was like, dude. is this real? Like, should I fucking do this? Like, like I was literally questioning like if so that was it. So maybe I should take pictures of the driveway and post them along with this episode. Yeah, and imagine doing that at 10 o'clock at night by yourself <laughs> with fucking... And Dan was acting like I was annoying him for like meeting me outside. Did he tell you that? I'm like, Dan, can you come fucking like... I don't think I'm in the right place here. He's like, Gerald, you're fine. And then he like hung up. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, well, uh, if I die, I'm dying alone. That's for sure. So... You know, it's a good thing that he and I aren't having children. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the hand holding is not in our jeans yeah true 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 <laughs> but no i would i would do it for you guys i would come back out there for you guys but uh no yeah i love you thank you so much for having me i appreciate it It was a lot of fun yeah and at some point in the future you'll be back on to discuss dexter yeah are we doing dexter or are we doing sopranos or are we doing both we can do you can be on for, i have you scheduled for both well, it's a matter of which one do i want to rewatch more you fucking let me i I feel like I saw The Sopranos more recently, mm. but I've also seen Dexter more times, and so I kind of know Let me see what, pretty uh, firmly how I feel about that. And, like, Sopranos, for me, I don't... Headspace has a lot to do with how you can appreciate a show when you watch it, mm. and I feel like I had certain expectations for The Sopranos mm -hmm. that I don't feel like... I got what I was expecting. Oh, okay. And so if I go into it with mitigated expectations, I might have a different response. Well, maybe we should do Dexter then because Sopranos is my favorite show of all time. Man, you might not fucking like me after that. So let's, we'll see. So I, it could be. There's a lot of times when I watch something a second time and I can appreciate it or enjoy it a lot more than when I watch it the first time. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen, though, for sure. But yeah, you guys look forward to that. Gerald, do you want to plug? Your podcast, my friend? You said it's coming out next week, right? Yeah, it's coming out a week from today, the 17th. Well, listen, uh, Ashley, thank you for having me. You know I love you. Like you said, you're local, and uh, we have a good friendship, and I appreciate not just podcasting, but just knowing you. You're just an awesome person, and thank you so much for having me. I love your show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter is the easiest thing. Just go to two P's on a pod. And that is T W O spelled out. And then we are also host our show on Podbean, but you can find us on all the podcatchers is two P's on a podcast. I host the show uh, and have a different guest host every week. And we just do a top five for movies, TV, music, pop culture. Um, Ashley and I just did our top five Sandra Bullock movies right before this, which was a lot of fun. It was, and now I've had four. Granted, they're like little itty bitty, like six ounce fucking cans, but I've had four wine coolers. <laughs> you are time toast. That we You're toast. I'm not actually. I should be. They're only six percent per can. Like they're a little, they're a little bit. I'm gonna drinks. say this for. I'm gonna say this for Dan in case he's still listening at this point in the show. I had. She had four wine coolers. I had three Bud Light limes this evening as I was sitting here discussing party down. I had three Bud Light limes, and they're in the skinny cans. They're the little skinny cans. Uh, Fuck yeah. so he'll enjoy that piece of commentary. <laughs> <laughs> he got fucking, he got some weird Corona oh, did he? type thing. He said it tasted like a yingling. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what kind of Corona it was, but it was in a brown bottle. He's brave getting Corona in this day and age. You know what I mean? I mean, we're all trying to get Corona. <laughs> Be careful. Or not. I'm being very careful. I keep alcohol wipes and stuff like that in my car and I'm going to make myself a better face mask than what I've. I've been taking pictures of myself in quarantine gear yeah. because I'm bored, but I will never post them because they're so embarrassing. We just they're got so we just got at my work, like literally today, they FedExed us a case of those disposable face masks because they want us to wear them when we run out orders and stuff. So I actually haven't worn any yet at all, but now I'm going to have to start wearing them at work. So, Dude, when I go to the grocery store, like Food Lion has put up plastic partitions between the cashiers and the people, and they're all like, it's... It's crazy. It out really there, man. is. I mean, it's. I can't. Like, sometimes I wake up 
and I go like, what the fuck is this life that we're living right now? Like when you really take yourself back and go like, man, this shit is fucking crazy. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Like it's going to be one of those notches in history that people will talk about, you know? I mean, it's the entire fucking planet. Yeah. Like, what else could unite every single fucking person at the same time? Like, that's just right. But anyway, like, I, I, I don't. I'm not a religious person, but I feel like nature is kind of like, yo, you you shit on me enough. Like, this is what I can do. Right, right. But like, some people who are religious, are like, yo, this is God. It's speaking to it, us. We need. But like, then people aren't going to. If you want, if you wanted to really fuck with you, go watch Contagion. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but uh, Contagion is a movie that Steven Soderbergh did about seven or eight years ago, and it is literally coronavirus. <laughs> like, it's like a prophetic movie that is like. You know, this virus take, pandemic takes over the world, and it starts with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's patient zero, and it comes from a bat. And a bat, like, shits on this, like, sushi that she ends up eating. And that's how this pan- – and then she goes back to the States because she was, like, in China or somewhere. She goes back to her home in, in Milwaukee or wherever the hell it is. And then this pandemic ends up, like, you know, blowing up and killing, like, you know, a million people and, like – whatever and I, i'd seen it you know when it came out it came out like in 2013 kate winslet's in it right. jude law's in it it's a really popular movie but matt damon's in it um but i re-watched yeah. it a couple weeks ago and i'm like wow this is a, a little kind of eerie when you watch it now so and yeah. actually i want to say it might be on netflix don't quote me on that i own it so i watched it on blu-ray but <laughs> it might be on netflix but it's it's crazy when you watch it now so oh uh, these are you know these are crazy fucking times but hey we'll always have sandra bullock and party down or sandra bullock sandra however you want did to I say sandra again i said sandra again did <laughs> I? i've been calling sandra. her sandra since the 90s nobody said shit to me until tonight it's fine oh, you know God. it makes her fancier it's fine <laughs> it's all good well gerald i love you brother right. and hopefully i well we always chat yeah online we do. all the we time do. so it's not like I have to spend a great deal of time apart from no, you. No, not at all. I'm always here for you, and thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, brother. You have a great one. All right. Thanks, Ash. Constance, I wrote this song for us, for what we've been through, fighting the good fight. It's called My Struggle. We're special, you and I. Blonde our hair and blue our eyes The world should be ours But they just want money Everybody, yay! Thank you so much. Yeah!